1: Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie Wallace. I'm here with my girl, Jessica Weckerlin. Hey, guys. <sighs> and we are so excited that you're here today so we can talk about burnout and all of the things. But before we get started, um, it would mean so much if you would like, rate, review, share, comment on this podcast. Um Truly, feedback and the energy that comes from our audience is why we come in and do this. Still, um, it just feels so good to share. We would love to see you at one of our retreats that are coming up, either locally in Fort Worth. Sounds like we have some stuff working in Sedona right now. Definitely, Costa Rica is coming up 2023 again. Like, there's just so many exciting ways to engage with the Badass Ladies Club, get you a Red Fox Yoga and membership. Uh, oh, yeah yes. like
0: we're doing that. Set up. There's just, like,
1: so many ways to support. So many ways to support, so many different prices to enter in at. We're here creating these experiences to help support you and guide you, and it just means so much that, uh, yeah, that you're here.
0: Can we talk about burnout, please? Um, yeah, I think you and I are experts on burnout. For real, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, you just did your beauty biz burnout. I did. um, Which I was there for most of it. And you did such a great job. Congratulations, my friend. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, I would say that you and I have a very specific relationship with burnout. Mm. And um, I think that we can speak to that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, burnout is something that I think everybody can speak to in one way or the other. What I think is so interesting about it, though, is um, how long we feel it coming on before we do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that I'm learning about burnout, just in like working with people at so many different levels of burnout that's coming from so many different, you know, like parts of their world, is that the core of burnout is how often I turn away from my own needs. Yeah, because let's be honest, like we all turn away from our own needs for the good of something, someone, someone. something, something, yeah. you know, like and that that's not always a bad thing, you know, like that sometimes there is this element of um, self-sacrifice that goes into the building of an idea or a relationship or a whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're building and um, but that burnout is where you have chronically ignored your own needs enough in a way that it creates real physical and emotional and mental consequences for you to yeah like be in yeah um and that that takes a lot of permission to rest and recover and kind of like reevaluate what is important to you to move through burnout. Because so often when we are burnout, what we end up getting is um a bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. Which means that then we have to like stop doing life at work and personally and everything while we recover from our illness. Or sometimes it looks like an injury. You know, like sometimes you hurt yourself and you're forced to stop and reevaluate and decide, yeah, like what's good for you. And so then the time that you're using to recover from the illness or the injury, you don't have time to really address the burnout.
0: I was about to say, like the universe has a way of delivering, you know, like you need to stop, you need to rest. So here you go. Right infection or whatever it is, but I mean, I would not suggest you take that route. I would suggest that you schedule the time or just fuck it, take the time off and like
1: really reflect on that. Well, and like I said, if you're recovering from the illness or the injury, you don't have time by the end of it to be like, hmm. so I wonder what my burnout was about. Like you were just trying to heal up. Right. And so you're still technically in burnout. Yeah. Only now you're weeks behind. Right. From having (laughs) to recover. Yeah. (laughs) Like from the illness or the injury. Yeah. And most of us are operating in that vicious cycle for years. Yeah. Sometimes decades, sometimes lifetimes.
0: But what's really sad about burnout is I think that we're conditioned to think that it's normal and okay.
1: It is normal. Like, it's not okay. It's normalized in our society. But it's totally normalized. But it's not okay. Yeah, like, Um, um, that.
0: I feel like I was in burnout mode so much to the point where I was like, well, this is life. Mm -hmm. This is my life. This is the way, what? Like, everyone lives. Like, I'm not special, you know? Yeah. Um, and for so much of the burnout that I felt like now that I'm out of it and reflecting, like, it's hard because like, yeah, I, I probably had the power to fix it or step away, um, And I feel like so much of it I didn't ask for. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but I allowed. uh, Right. You know, I was just about to
1: say, like, a lot of us don't ask for the things that contribute to the burnout. Right. But we do allow space for them when your job is on the line. Yeah.
0: Like sometimes I mean, yes, you always have a choice. But when you're in like a toxic environment or mindset, like you don't have a. Choice does that mean? And I'm using air quotes there for those who aren't watching.
1: But yeah, like, <clears throat> so this conversation of choice I think is really important with burnout, right? Yeah, because you always have a choice. Always, always. You could choose to tell that job to fuck right off and walk out the door. I understand that that's not always realistic, right? Or the way we want to end <laughs> our employment right. somewhere <laughs> like that. Um, That maybe that's not the best way to go about it. And I've never done that, by the way. I wouldn't like (laughs) that. That's so like I get. But I guess my point is that's still a choice. Yeah. Choosing to stay when you are in a toxic situation is a choice. And this opportunity that exists to um, say, yeah, I'm in this space and it's not working for me. And I don't know how I'm going to get out of it but I'm choosing to honor and respect my boundaries more. I'm choosing to, you know, like that. I think sometimes our answer is always like, well, if this toxic shit isn't working out for me, then screw you and fuck you. I'm out on this. I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not doing this job. And we like want to swing so far to the other side when in actuality, what would like feel a little bit better? You have to change it all right now, you know, like that sometimes. Sometimes it's just like a little degree of a shift, just a nudge of something that would feel a little bit better. And so, you know, burnout so often, this black or white, I'm either in it or I'm out of it. Like it's so final one way or the other. But there is a path to getting you out of burnout by making these tiny tweaks and adjustments and nudges in a direction that feels a little bit better. And. I know that, you know, like some, it sounds like what the, what, blah, blah, what we're talking about is so much based <clears throat> around like work and career, yeah. but this is totally true on like, I know I get real burnout with like health and fitness where I'm just like, I, I know how much work it's going to take to bring the pounds down. I know how much work it's going to take to remove the sugar. So I start to feel better. I don't want to do all of that work. Like that sounds like way more commitment than I'm willing to get into. So what does it look like to just change one habit that might make me feel better? You know, like what would feel a little bit better than eating pizza for breakfast, lunch and dinner? You know, like what would feel a little bit better? And that these micro movements that we make towards the burnout of trying to do it all overnight and in one huge step, you know, like right. it's, it changes so much and it helps heal this part of you that's like, if I can't do it all perfect and I can't go from zero to 100 in the snap of my finger, well, then I'm just not gonna do it at all. And while I'm at it, let me pile on more things that are gonna put the burnout in, you know, like so these ideas of what could feel a little bit better is really, really powerful when mm-hmm. we're talking about burnout. Yeah because these are frequency changes right that get you out of the abyss
0: yeah and i think and i'm speaking from personal experience that the well i can't do this until i do this and mm-hmm. it won't be done till it's all perfect so i'm not going to make any changes till this happens um stalling tactic yeah because change is scary sometimes mm-hmm. and it um, brings up and brings on things that sometimes like we acknowledge we're not really ready for Right, and um, it, whether it be health and fitness your career parenting mm-hmm. your relationships yeah. intimate or friendships that um, <clears throat> because with change um and not knowing what exactly that looks like on the other side, like it, sometimes the universe can just throw you a curveball so fast yeah. that um you know you're not really prepared for it. And for someone like me, who's like, I have to be prepared for it. So I'm just gonna stall for as long as I possibly can to make this <sighs> a little bit easier. I I I just I get it. I get why people stay in it because I did for so long. Yeah. Um, And I can tell you guys that on the other side is beautiful.
1: It's, you know, it's all about that like uncertainty. Yeah. You know, like that we want to be able to predict how it's going to feel, what it's going to be like. I want to see all the consequences so I can work through every scenario <laughs> so when it happens I'm prepared, you know? Right. Like and in reality nothing ever happens if you know the outcome of all of these things. And even if something does happen, it's so much less brilliant than if you are just like, well, let's see what happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's take baby steps, you know, like until we get there. And that what's so interesting about burnout in this particular conversation about the uncertainty is that you don't ever get, nobody gets to burnout without super caring about what it is that's causing the burnout. So burnout's really the symptom of like passion and and, and true love for what you're doing, whether that's raising humans or Mm -hmm. creating beautiful hair or, you know, like whatever it is like that you're out there and that you're doing that you super love it and you're crazy passionate about it and you do so much of it at such a high level because you're trying to build and create something awesome. That sometimes that need for the perfectionism pumped up against the comparing ourselves to others' experiences, pumped up against the curveballs that the universe throw you it's you can't get burned out if you don't really love and care about what you're doing. Yeah. So that I think is what makes me so like passionate about wanting to work with people who are in burnout is that I know that you love something. It's yeah. how you got here. You know, like I know that you really care about it. I know you're willing to sacrifice your own needs to get to the goal line, right? And I know that all of this effort you've been putting in hasn't gotten you to where you're going, which is why you're burnout. Yeah. And that all of that is um such a beautiful process to bounce back from. You know, like in that even saying you know like that we were in burnout and that somehow now we're not in burnout. I'm like mm. I mean maybe not in the same way and not in the same circumstances, but like I still like my uh ambition we talked about earlier, or like drive to make something that's really potent and impactful for the world still puts me in burnout, you know? I just notice it a little faster now. Mm-hmm. I hear it a little bit more strongly now. and i and I stop myself in my tracks and I'm like, okay, so let's like reevaluate why I want to stay up another two or three hours and work on this thing. Like why I can't put my phone down so I can have a present conversation with somebody who's sitting here with me. Like what is it that I need to be, you know, like so constantly spinning my wheels about that I can't say, you know what, for today, I've done enough and what I did is totally good enough. You know, it was perfect. And I don't need to continue to go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that that has nothing to do with, my work environment. I'm creating my work environment, you know, like that has nothing to do with the expectations of others. I have my own expectations that I'm putting on the situation. It is the indoctrination and the habits that I have that had me burned out in a lot of other circumstances still work today. Um, I just am better at listening when I feel it and hear it coming on.
0: Yeah, I I feel that. And, I feel like recognizing it and working through it when you're working for yourself is so much easier. Yeah. Well, because when you're working for someone else or for another entity, um, I felt obligated (laughs) to be burnt out. Whereas like now working for myself, like, and I recognize that I'm like, Oh, I see what's happening here. Okay. You know, I'm giving myself X amount more time to get this thing done. And then I'm going to rest or right. then I'm going to go have lunch with
1: Laurie Wallace. And then I'm going to have to, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, And we chose those environments that rewarded the badge of honor for showing up to everything. And yeah. we chose to fall into a culture that constantly used the fact that we were willing to sacrifice A, B, and C for the greater good of this thing that we were building, right, and use that as a badge of honor, and use that as a point of difference to say, if you're not willing to do this too, well, then you just don't get a seat at the table. Yeah. And so, and and that inherently, that never felt right. Right. That never felt good, but I didn't listen. I didn't hear it, you know, like what I thought I was going to get from it was so it was such a carrot dangling, you know, like that I was willing to not hear me. And so, yeah, like the turning that on its head. Am I willing to do whatever it takes now? Of course, I'm willing to do whatever it takes now. I just hear myself now, you know, like I don't ignore those things. And if I was in a position where I was telling myself, no, 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 no. Like, this is not the way. What it comes down to is what are you willing to lose? Because in my (laughs) burnout. Right. Or Or my job. My job. (laughs) And it's really clear what both of us were willing to lose. You know, like, I guess you didn't really have the option because your business closed. But, like, that I was willing to lose the job at the sacrifice of, like, listening to myself and being able to determine that. And that's a really sometimes scary place to be in burnout when it's about career. But it's also so much about relationships, too. Like, I have been in burnout friendships, especially, you know, Mm -hmm. where there's, like, no end in sight to the cycle that I'm in, you know. And that when it comes down to it, like, I have and I still have a lot of identity built up in, like, the kind of friend I am. And that that girl bumps up against who Laurie is all the time, you know, where she's like, well, but a good friend would do this and a good friend would do that. And they would show up in this way and they would show up in that way. And then Laurie's like, yeah, but it might be okay to not be a good friend if it means that I can take the time and space that I need to work on, you know, like these things and that creating these boundaries and this space where it's really flexible and it's okay if I'm perceived as not being a good friend. Mm -hmm. That's still just a story I'm telling, you know, and that it is okay with me if that is like any friend that's going to perceive me like that because I'm doing what I need to do to look out for me is probably not somebody I'm wanting to run with for too much longer anyway, you know, and that it, um, but it means I have to be willing to let go of the relationships that aren't serving the highest good. And that that is a big piece of working through burnout as a coach with people, I will tell you is that they are the relationships, the jobs, the circumstances, the obligations, the, yeah, the clubs, the PTAs, the, you know, like all of that, like people are not willing to be perceived in a way that is not what they want for mm-hmm. themselves, for their career, for their job, for their children. It, that, that is too big a sacrifice. I will continue to abandon myself. I will continue to not listen to myself because the perception of what's going on is way more important to me than my health, sanity, happiness. And I've been living in crisis mode for 20 years now. So what's the (laughs) problem? You know, like, and I'm fine And as they're twitching and yeah. (laughs) And that's cool. Like nothing, like kind of, we go back to like what would feel a little bit better, you know, like Rome is not built in a day. And out of all of those situations, we can distill it down to some of these micro situations that we can start to shift and move. And the more that you break out of that, the easier it gets to let go of the things that are not meant for you that are contributing to some of these overwhelming feelings about burnout. Um, Because I guess the other thing that I want to make sure that we talk about today is like that the answer to burnout is not burning down everything around you your you energy. May want to. Well, no, I mean I I tend to do that I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to in some situations. Um but that the real answer to it is changing your freaking energy about it. It does not matter who you work for. It mm-hmm. does not matter what who you're in the relationship with. It doesn't freaking matter. All that matters is that you change your vibration around it.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And that you start to move into an energetic space where there is opportunity. Because everything, it doesn't matter what circumstance you're talking about, everything could change in the blink of an eye. And the whole world could align in your favor with one swoop. Mm -hmm. If you would just allow it, you know, if you would just leave space for the fact that things could turn out where everything works out in your favor and you didn't have to do a thing, you know, but just vibrate in a different frequency, feel excited about the potential outcomes of things. And people change their lives that way, you know, like they have enough examples of it when they have that vibrational shift and working in with clients, especially, you know, like that will look at something that is really heavy or really overwhelming. Right. And then we'll create the vibrational shift around it. And they will feel so much better in the moment, you know, and they'll be like, oh, my God, this is like exactly what I needed was just to change my attitude about it a little bit, you know. And now it doesn't really matter what happens because I feel so much better about it. And then we'll get off the call or whatever, and then they'll text me two hours later and be like, you won't freaking believe what happened. And I'm like, yes, I would like, of course I would, because I know the power Of changing your vibration around a situation and that you thought you had to go do like all this deep work and confront all these people that were wrong in you and do all this like really heavy, like I'm gonna hold my boundaries and stand my ground. Like you don't do any of that shit. Just change your vibe around it a little bit and leave some room open and feel freaking good for 10 minutes about something, you know? And vibrational shifts beat burnout every single time and the more you do it and the more that you see it then you start to believe it and then it gets to be kind of fun yeah where you're like okay so i'm just going to work around this really difficult situation i'm in and see what the universe brings me and it brings some miraculous change um okay so let's talk about what's something we talked about burnout like with health and fitness We've talked about career burnout a little bit. Talked about being burned out on friendships. Um let's talk about like world events. <laughs> Cuz I mean, I feel like collectively the whole everybody is over. Like we're all burnout on world events. Yeah. After a lifetime of bad news, <laughs> you know, like after a lifetime of, um, I don't know, like I try and think about the good things that have happened around the world. Like it was cool when the Berlin Wall came down, you know, yeah. like I was here for that. Um, yeah, that might've been it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like kidding. That, <laughs> that, that might've been the only um, thing. But no, no like, there's like
0: that, um, that good news, that good news news.
1: Tell me more. Oh,
0: there's like a news outlet. Oh, a news that, outlet like, that just tells you
1: good news? Yeah. I love that. What, what are they saying called? today? I want to know what the good news is today. Good
0: News Network, the number one source for good news. For 20 years, our positive news from around the world has uplifted and inspired millions to become more optimistic. Okay, I
1: need to follow these people. <laughs> um, But I just mean like the burnout of...
0: Well, so with world events, it's like, Jesus, like especially, you know, for like my generation, you have to think that, you know, all in our lifetime, like, you know, I was a freshman in high school when 9-11 happened, Mm -hmm. a very like formidable time, um, multiple wars, um, Y2K. (laughs) Um, uh, what happened after the wars then, you know, like something, you know, amazing happens. We have the first black president and with that comes all the birther bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as much as I freaking love Obama, all this shit kind of started with him because he's black and sorry y'all I'm getting off on his tangent. So then like 2016 happens yeah, and 2016 opens up this whole thing where people can openly be like, Oh, now I feel this way about it.
1: And you know, just
0: Ugh. so
1: burn out on world events. Like you are emulating exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, well, that, like, we've just seen a lot. And not only just, you know, world events, but we also, like, the internet, you know, going from AOL chat rooms to Zanga pages to MySpace to Facebook to Instagram to, like, I don't even have a Twitter, but now there's a Twitter. And, you know, like... The TikToks and, like, it's just, like, now all this information coming at you. It's just, it is. It's really easy to um, get
1: burnt out by a lot of things that way. And, like, how to manage that is so unique to each person. Yeah. Because, you know, in this conversation of, like, it's black or it's white, right? Like, I either go all in or I jump completely out. I know with, like, world events style burnout, I am kind of rolling into this space where I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want any of it. Like, that it's too difficult to exist in this reality where I don't even know how much of that shit is true in the first place, you know? Like, I'm so untrusting of information that comes at me from every single source. Like, I just don't fucking believe you, you know? And so... If that's my reality, that I don't believe any of this information that's coming at me in the first place, then I'm going to get at like tomorrow is uh, voting in Texas. You Mm -hmm. know, like I'm going to go vote tomorrow. I've been getting educated on the races that are being that we're casting ballots for tomorrow. But aside from that civic obligation or duty that I have, like. I can't, to the conversation of vibrational, you know, like shifts and what would feel a little bit better, there is nothing serving my vibration to read about the bullshit in the Supreme Court over the last couple of months. You know, like the little bit that I know about it, I'm like, I'm out, y'all. I'm out. It's not important enough to me to lower Laurie's frequency getting drugged down in all of this stupid shit that I can't have an impactable influence on one way or the other, right? I have a podcast and a platform. I can't talk about it anymore. Like I cannot go there. And that that is like the antithesis to so many other people's way of dealing with world events where they like want to put all of this energy into making a change, you know, and like using their voices and being heard. And I have so much honor and respect for that. That is not how Laurie can deal with it. You know, like I am too delicate right now in my process to look at things from that kind of perspective. And I'm sure there's other people that are a lot less sensitive than I I am that thrive in those situations. But I guess what I'm saying is like my mental health and my energetic vibration, too precious to me to go down that rabbit hole. And currently have the luxury of feeling that way about it because no one's actively coming and trying to force me into having babies, you know, like even though I am clearly being attacked by the state that I live in, you know, like clearly I have this freedom right now where I'm not actively being imposed upon with my rights. But we were watching this George Carlin thing on HBO last night was cracking me up because he was like, you don't have fucking rights Like, what are rights? Rights were made up. Like, you have no rights. There is no, like, and it's true. Like, we're just, like, on this freaking rock flying through the universe. Like, what the (laughs) fuck are rights, you know? Like, it's not real. It's all made up. Like, time is not a thing. Place is not a thing. Like, it's all this figurative space. Like, what did you come here to move? And I didn't come here to move world events and political bullshit. Like, I just can't be down with it. But I do think that's so funny because if you had rolled back, like you said, to 2016 or to 2020, 18 hours a day, I was consumed with that kind of shit, you know, like listening to it in the radio all the way to work and back every day, you know, and talking about it with clients and being engrossed and, you know, like up to my neck in the outrage and the struggle and the upset of all of it, you know, um, it consumed a lot of my energy and a lot of my space Mm -hmm. and it was not healthy. It was so not healthy.
0: Well, and I think that what you're saying is important because you're realizing your place of privilege that like no one's coming after you at this moment currently to have babies. Right. Um, Your husband took care of that a long time ago. Thank God for
1: vasectomies. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah. Um, You know, and to recognize that um for some people that that is not a luxury that they have right um so for all my friends right now who um don't have formula for their babies Mm -hmm. and the fact that this bill for baby formula didn't pass um deeply and directly impacts them where like some people don't have a choice other than to be active in it and you know like fight for it so i think that it's just really important to honor both sides and like like you said you're coming from a place of luxury and privilege where like this isn't affecting you right now even though i know it deeply upsets you if you were to like really get into it i know that it it deeply upsets
1: me is why i have to step away from it. right yeah like right
0: um And for some people, they have no choice other than to fight. Right. Whereas I'm coming from a place right now where I think that change can really start with, um, you know, honest and um, compassionate conversations. Um, So whenever I have a client. In my chair, who does not vote the way that I vote, um, that things remain civil and cool and understanding. And I, you know, I just try to ask questions. That's all I do is yeah. ask questions, totally. so that I can try to understand even a little bit of where they're coming from. And, um, sometimes I get that answer and sometimes I don't, um, and sometimes it's really frustrating and sometimes it's not, sometimes I learn something and sometimes, you know what I mean? Like that just because one of my clients voted for Trump and I definitely did not in case anyone was wondering, (laughs) um, that like, I think that the truth of the matter is, is that like more of us agree on things than not. We're all human. Truth. And that extremism whether it's all the way to the right or all the way to the left is not a good thing and that we have to see each other as human. Um and that that's what like keeps me from getting burnt out on it is just to like see humans well, and, and meeting people where they are. But to this end,
1: I have no like I am full on let's have a healthy conversation with different opinions. Like, that's not what I'm talking... I'm talking about the news cycle. I'm talking about watching and engaging in information that's... like that, Because I'm not... Right, that, like, you don't have to do any of that. No. And you can have beautiful,
0: honest conversations with people in your life. Because putting all your energy toward Fox News or CNN, either way, is not
1: helping anything. Or talking Mm -hmm. shit about political stuff on Facebook or Instagram, not helpful, you know, like that. I don't, that moving the needle to me, cause even just your conversation about like people who voted one way or voted the other way, like some of the people I love the most on this planet voted for Trump, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that I fundamentally as a person have a lot of empathy for the dude because yikes, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not like, I, I don't like how he uh, manipulates, you know, and like turns situations to put people at odds with one another. And I don't like how he takes um, otherwise really loving and caring people and stokes this fear in them that creates, yeah, this division and separation. Um, and that sometimes these conversations that we have that I can stay really cool and grounded in, I feel like other people that I'm so loving on other fronts, like struggle with that, you know, and I don't, um, that if I'm coming at this from this higher perspective, right, what good is it doing besides just holding space and letting people feel heard? Yeah. You know, like that I can let somebody come at me and call me a baby killer like mm-hmm. cool you know like and that that might be their experience and that i understand that that's a projection and says a lot more about them than it does about me i know yeah. who i am um and that engaging in this world trauma in this or you know what else is a really good example is like the environment like, I'm not going to listen anymore about how we fucked up the environment beyond point of recognition and that it's, you know, like, but if you just do something now, it we might, might get enough time. Like, that fear, like, I'm just not here for it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do things to promote the healing of this planet. And, yes, I'm working at that every single day. But I'm not going to fall into this like fear trap anymore. It's such bullshit, and yeah. it does nothing but divide people that you otherwise would. Like you said, we're all so similar in so many respects, and so getting stuck in this fear-based trap is yeah. Like if Laurie's burnout on anything, <laughs> it is the manipulation through fear that exists in this world in right the, now. Yeah. You know, like especially in, in the
0: media, in the social yeah.
1: platforms, in the media even in things like comedy and commentary and all of it. Like I just, if your objective to get to the goal line is to scare me into movement, I'm not here for that. You know, like I feel that. And that, that is, um, and so to our burnout conversation, what would feel a little bit better? It's just not having it in my perspective or in my sphere. Yeah. What would feel a little bit better is to not know what, somebody had to say about the leaked documents in the Supreme Court. That feels a little bit better than knowing. Okay, like ignorance in this situation with me is a little more blissful, you know? Because then I'm not down the rabbit hole of the despair and the what do I do and it's so fucking hopeless, you know? And that none of those things are productive. Whereas me moving out into the world not knowing these things And instead just choosing to interact and look at people with love and compassion and hear them. And if our conversations go in these spaces where maybe I'm not as informed as they are because I'm not engaging in it, right? Then again, to your point, like I do usually learn things Mm -hmm. because I'm getting it reflected to me with this healthy knowledge that whoever's reflecting it to me got it from somewhere that is probably not a reliable source as far as I'm concerned. Cause there are no reliable sources as far as I'm concerned, you know, right. like, and so they're only doing with this conversation what they have to contribute to it, which is information that I think is bunk in the first place. Right. And so then it just distills it down to this level, like as humans, as beings having this experience, like where is the common ground? And that's so much easier, um, And it does feel a little bit better, but not as good as being out of it altogether. Like that that is um, a really clear space. I am feeling though between now and like 2025 that this ambivalent space where I'm existing in with that is gonna come, it's gonna be a lot harder to do that. You know, like when they come and try and force me to have a baby, if I'm not too old, when that shit happens, like then yeah, I'll be like, where's the guillotine? just chop their heads off like that that is the extreme to the other side you know like and that's what I think is so fascinating about burnout is like definitely for me I will ignore it long enough and I will abandon it for long enough that then when my back is against the wall and I'm forced to make a decision then I will drop the relationship I will drop the job I will become the extremist and yeah put you up on the guillotine like that that is and that any burnout situation like you get somebody to the point where they have nothing left and they're breaking extreme shit goes down you know like because you have no other resources yeah and so knowing all of these things right like that's what i mean Is like there's nowhere else like what am i gonna do like i'm not going to forcibly have a child that i don't want yeah so come at me you know, yeah. like, and that these are the portions of burnout that we don't always see when you see somebody doing something and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like they're so desperate. And if we're going to talk about, you know, like uh, Todd Falk's episode comes out today on yeah. the podcast yeah. and we talked a lot about suicide rates and adults, you know, yeah. and that this this breaking point where people get to, you know, or a lot of times if it's addiction based, you know, and you have this addiction or this crutch or these coping mechanisms that you rely on and they do get out of hand and that that shit is deadly sometimes, you know, in a lot of respects that we've got to find ways to handle these burnout situations before they get to a place where we just feel like we have no other outlet. Yeah. And so processing that burnout, you know, and even of all of the things that we talked about, like clearly what I'm most passionate about is the world events thing, you know, or like I just have no other way, you know, like then to turn to that, that everybody has that in one respect or the other or in 10, you know, like, cause we've just talked about three or four different angles of burnout today, but there are truly limitless spaces that you can feel burned out in. For sure. And how do you nurture yourself, you know? you know what
0: what I see a lot of burnout in, in like um, the ladies groups that I'm in on Facebook, like girl gang and stuff is um, like as grown adults relationship with parents. Like how many Mm. posts do you see on girl gang where people are asking for advice all the time, you know, their moms or their dads, like, and we're talking about grown people, you know, um, and rarely do I have advice in that situation because I have like a really great relationship with my parents. Right. Um, but a lot of times people are searching for answers for like the burnout with specifically with moms. You see it a lot with oh, uh, the mother
1: wound. Is, yeah. yeah. It's intense. Um, I think that adult relationships with parents are so fascinating only because they so often like regress us back to children. Yeah. <laughs> Not the parents we do, you know, right. like um and that I have um yeah, dude, I have a lot of compassion and sympathy for my parents for goodness sake. Like um and I see that people struggle so much with boundaries. Mhm. Which I feel like at times I, yeah, like in younger years, I definitely struggled with that with family and just um, with my story of what I thought they were thinking about me doing, you know, like this funny thing happens, like the older you get and the more you talk to your parents and like understand where they are truly at. Like, I've had so many conversations with my parents over the last couple of years where I'm like, wow, I had a really messed up perspective of how I thought you felt about that. Yeah. When I couldn't have been more wrong, you know, and that I acted out and behaved in so many ways that were like hardcore focused on this idea that you felt this way about me or about what I was doing or about how I was being and that that wasn't the truth at all. It's just so amazing. Um, yeah. how we project. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and that we have this idea in our heads that our parents are these, um, like perfect people all knowing, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have the answers to everything. And now as like a 35 year old adult, especially a parent to a child, I'm like, Oh my God, my poor parents. Mm-hmm. Like I just have so much compassion for the yeah. fact that like they're just they were and probably still are figuring it out as they go. All of us. Yeah. Just like I am. And I'm like, well, great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like
1: that's true in parenting. It's also true of entrepreneurship and yes. people that are running companies. Like yes. some of the most responsible roles I ever had in companies. I was like, "Who's in charge?" Oh, I'm in charge. Oh shit! Okay, like you know, it's so funny you say that. <laughs>
0: um, my friend Nick Steen, he is um an actor and a voice actor, and he just started this TikTok called DIY VO guy, like voiceover guy, DIY okay. vo- voiceover guy, and um. He made this TikTok and he said that Peter Gallagher, the actor, came to his school because he went to, you know, Evansville um, for acting. And uh, Peter Gallagher came and talked to his class and that he said that he said something that he'll never forget and that has stuck with him so much, which is no one is at the top and no one knows what they're doing. It's true. (laughs) So for this particular TikTok, he was just talking about like. If you want to do voiceover work, just find something with copy on it—literally anything. And he had like a Fireball whiskey, you know, and like read the Fireball whiskey yeah. thing. It was like just practice and put your work out there and right. see what happens. You know that
1: um, literally no one knows
0: what they're doing. No,
1: <laughs> none of us. And that so often, um, like when we we were probably like six months out of starting the podcast where it was still like new. And I feel like everything in the beginning was like so much efforting, you know, like that every episode, and then we had to write episode notes. And then we had to like find content pieces and we had to do, you know, like, and that every week, the function of just like having a podcast was, seemed like a lot of work, you know? And somebody was like, wow, Laurie, like, it really just looks so amazing and you well and the other part was like you guys must be doing so good like whatever so good right. was you yeah. know where we were like yeah it's fun and all consuming and, and expensive. And, uh, <laughs> but she was like it looks so good and so professional and you guys must be doing so good and like at the end of all it I was like thank you for saying all, like I'm glad that it looks that way to you because if you peeked behind the curtain what you would see is us swinging from being like really excited and energized to being really fearful and scared to being like super overwhelmed and are we even doing this for any reason like what what that it is so different on the observer side you know than it is behind the scenes um and I talk a lot about I don't feel like this so much anymore but that might be because we're experienced at podcasting now and we have a little bit of support and that things move a little bit easier. But like early on, I remember being burned out with like Badass Ladies Club, where like I would get two or three weeks down the line and be like, I don't want to hear my own voice anymore. <laughs> I don't want to look at our stupid faces anymore. Yeah. Like I don't want to <laughs> clip one more thing. I don't want it like I was just so over us because there was way too much time that I spent working on us, you know? And that it's so funny because it was something that like I wanted so passionately and I was so energized and I was so engaged at, but like I could still get burnout out on it. Yeah. Where I was like, no more. Like, don't show me the gold heart. I don't want to hear our <laughs> intro music. Like, I'm done. I'm over badass ladies club for and I needed a break. Yeah. And I would take a few breaks and then I would get really excited about the next thing. You know? So yeah. like, yeah, it burnout is a funny thing. It is a funny thing. Um so yeah, we talked about support. We talked about getting in the vibration of people that are, you know, like, there's so much content online about burnout. Like, For since sure. I started working in a burnout field a little bit, it's amazing how much of it is up. Um, using the earth, like, just like everything else, if it gets too much, like, go sit outside on the grass, yeah. look up at the sky, you know? Like, I just, I think
0: that, you know, it's important to say, like, you hold the choice. You hold the power to create whatever reality that you want for your life. And literally like the reality that I'm living now, I never knew was possible mm-hmm. because I never allowed myself to see it. And I made assumptions. Might I add, yeah. um, because a huge person who made a huge impact on me, as far as how I'm running my business now is our friend, Mandy Webb Hancock. Mm -hmm. And I assumed, just being honest, that the way Mandy was running her business, like, no way is she like doing that well financially. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, Mandy's a badass, like, through and through. Her work is impeccable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, no way would I be able to support myself the way Mandy works. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's no way. And once I got vulnerable enough to really get down to the nitty gritty of the financials and the support and understood like how it could work and what reality is available that I was like, oh, and then that got my wheel spinning because then I had her support and I had this, you know, this person that was an example, right? Of doing it. And so now that I am living that reality, um, and y'all for the hairdressers out there, like salon owners don't kill me, but like going from working five days a week, 50 hours a week to three days a week and more so taking on a nurse's schedule where like Mm -hmm. in those three days, yeah, I stack it and I go hard. On those three days. And then outside of those three days, I feel free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel rested. And when I want to take clients outside those three days of my salon hours, yeah. And Do what you want, yeah. I'm doing that for the month of June because in July, I'm taking some time, you mm-hmm. know? And so, like, yeah, I'm working a little bit more in June than I will in July. And, you know, that it's all going to balance out and I feel really good about that decision and how I'm choosing to work. Um, but never in a million years did I think that any of this was possible because I was so deep into my burnout. I was so far down into this black hole where I had zero fucks left to give and could not even see the light of how, doing hair would be any other way that I just accepted that doing hair was an exhausting burnout mode, you know, caring very little for myself, caring for everyone else before me, giving everything I had to my clients behind the chair all day, every day and being available to that was the only way to live.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not. So if you're in that space, get someone and get a coach get a support get a friend get anything that can help you see to the other side
1: well and i in your specific situation and mandy's like i totally am here for the solopreneur conversation you know like you know that i'm all about empowering right. people to and that's not always entrepreneurs. the answer <laughs> and i will say mandy did it a lot earlier in life than you did or I did. Mm -hmm. She was ready earlier, right? I was not ready for that. Nope. And neither were you. Nope. And so it is, there is just as much space for a burnout conversation when you work in an organization or on a team as there is if you're an entrepreneur. So it's not a you're in burnout when you work for somebody and you're not when you're an entrepreneur. Like I know a lot of toxic ass entrepreneurs that don't work in a way that will keep them out of burnout. You know, like I also know a lot of teams who know how to support their employees and promote a work environment where burnout is not rewarded. Right. Right. And where, when you step out and take care of yourself, you're not punished and ostracized and ignored. for doing what you need to do to look out for yourself. So it goes both ways. And one of the most rewarding things about working with people in burnout like I'm doing is that I'm getting to work with both. You know, like I am working with people who don't want to work in a group environment anymore that do want to become entrepreneurs. And I'm working with teams and corporate environments that want to foster a safe, supportive work environment where their employees aren't burnout and looking for other options.
0: Speaking of, we have got to call
1: Vilma Sugal. Yes. Get her on here. Oh, my Vilma. God. I need Vilma on this <laughs> uh, podcast. Because I want to leave so much opportunity for both. Not yes. everybody wants to leave where they are. Some people want where they are to grow and evolve and shift. Or if where you are is not supportive of you moving out of burnout, There are lots of environments and work environments where people need employees that are gifted and that care about their personal care and that want to work in an environment where you can have both. Um, The problem with burnout, like you just said, like you're so far in it and there's no you can't see out of it anymore that you don't think you have any other options and that you have to stay in the place where you're not being looked after and where you can't look after yourself and you're accepting that reality. And so the support conversation means that somebody else is saying, no, 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 there is light out here right. and you can crawl out of this dark place and I can help you Which, do that. Yes. You know, Sidebar.
0: When I was in that dark hole, my business was also closing. I right. had no other you choice were... but to move on to something yes. else somewhere else. You had to move. Yeah. I had to make a move. Right. So it's not like that for everybody. And so I'm not saying that like what I did and what Mandy did many years ago is like the answer to everything. And that, um, you know, that, yeah, there are times where I wish it worked out, you know. Of course. And, yeah.
1: Are you kidding? Like, you know, many years. Yeah. yeah. invested. Like, like, and that there's a million ways to get to overcoming burnout tendencies and like I started this whole podcast with like I changed my work environment extreme style it didn't change the burnout characteristics that I have existing in me that means I have to stop and hear myself when things are getting too much you know Mm -hmm. like that that is you don't get into burnout without giving yourself permission to go down that rabbit hole yep and so gotta look at yourself in the mirror every single day every day (laughs) um and that doesn't change no matter what the circumstances so y'all burnout is intense and we've all got it and it comes from all the directions the bottom line is a lot of grace take breaks yeah have rest do things that bring you joy the answers lay in the rest Mm -hmm. totally deep rest is the answer to everything And any environment that's promoting your burnout is going to work hard against that, uh, yeah, yeah, like, understanding. But 90% of the breakthroughs that come in working with my clients on burnout come on the other side of them taking a lot of deep rest. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like There doesn't need to be – I don't have to do a lot besides just give you permission to rest and expand and, yeah, like, see what comes up. So it's the answer. I – um. Yeah, I guess what I would love so much is if you are on Facebook, then make sure that you are following the Badass Ladies Club. Badass is one word. Badass ladies is one word. Badass ladies. Yes. Yes. Badass ladies is one word on Facebook because, you know, language. Because... um, Bad words. That's okay. But you can also join my private group, the Abundant Creative CEO, where we really talk about um, abundance and creativity And what it means to like be the ceo of your career of your life you know and how to foster this abundant creative space that you can work from that you can do life from and not have to like sacrifice your Mm well-being your mental health as a result of it um And that that's a free group that's there to be able to support one another. And um, there's a lot of lives and a lot of free workshops and things that are going to be running through that space if you want to learn more about how to overcome burnout or how to work through it. And there's lots of workshops and good things that we're going to have coming up with the Badass Ladies Club that all are going to circle around this idea of like how we take better care of ourselves, which is only going to help heal your burnout. So you guys take care of yourselves. We love you lots and lots. See you next week.